Good evening, dummies. This is Matt from Don't Unfriend Me. Please don't take offense at the word dummy. I will explain it one second. Sunday evening, December 19th, 6.48 p.m. Not a night I'm usually on recording, but last night's live show got a little wild, and we skipped the portion of this episode, episode 269. So I figured I would record it and bring it to you this evening. I hope it finds you well. Kamala Harris, what are we talking about? Sexism, racism, why are her popularity rankings so Low, in fact, the lowest we've seen of a vice president in modern day age. What is it? Why is it? Tonight, I'm going to tell you why. Stick around. A few messages should take about a minute and a half. If you want to fast forward through them, you can go right over here at this time by hitting the fast forward button and you'll be brought to the show. If not, please take a listen. I'll be right back. Hey, dummies, this is Matt from Don't Unfriend Me. What is a dummy? A dummy is a don't unfriend me. It's an acronym. It's not an insult. So if you hear me say it throughout the show, please don't take offense. Second, if you would do me a favor and like, share, and subscribe, you can find all of my sites, Facebook, YouTube, Apple, Instagram, all the podcasts you can think of, and Rumble. Stop on by, say hello. It's at Don't Unfriend Me Show. I would greatly appreciate it. Last but not least, you can go to don'tunfriendme.com and follow my blog, all of my videos there. You can also hit the shop where I've got Don't Unfriend Me gear like this shirt that you can peruse and find something that you enjoy and support the show. All Made in America, 10% goes to Travis Mannion Foundation for every purchase and veterans get a discount. So thank you. There's my quick advertisement. I'll play this before the show instead of doing it live and hopefully it makes things go faster. Thanks, dummies. I appreciate it. From an undisclosed location. Always honest. Always direct. So sit back. Relax. Don't unfriend me starts right now. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for joining. I appreciate it. Let's get on with the show. Kamala is failing because of racism and sexism. Please bring your trays and seats to the upright position because I need that little bag so I can vomit. What is this, Hillary Clinton 2.0, but with a wardrobe change and some serious tanning pills? I I swear they share the same hive mind. And have the QAnon nutters not made the lines of delineation that Kamala is actually the real Hillary who simply changed her lizard skin to acquire the vice presidency? My lord, what have I done? I bet you that will be page one in the world of tinfoil hats and peanut butter nutters everywhere tomorrow. Now, let's be real clear and honest. Kamala Harris isn't the most unpopular vice president ever because she is a woman and black. It is because she is a woman and black that she is even the vice president in the first place. Remember, we're going to be honest. Kamala has mucked up every facet of her vice presidency since the debate, during her failed campaign, and every day since. Her most recent interview with Charlemagne the God, I know, just deal with the name, at least the guy tried to hold her accountable between the cradling comforts and his warm, coddling embrace, Charlemagne, a.k.a. Lenard, so I'm going to call him Lenny because I can't reference the guy who randomly picks a European king simply because his name was so cool and not because of his ability to be a collaborator and unifier of the European people, along with allowing them to keep their heritage and culture while being usurped. Now, if he did it for that noble of a reason, I would respect the hell out of that. But alas, it sounded cool 
and that doesn't count. Sorry, Lenny. Anyway, most recently, Vice President Harris sat down with via teleconference with Lenny to discuss that the state of things in the U.S. and abroad were up in the air. And I have to give him some fist bump here. His effort was the hardest anyone has stuck it to her since. Well, I have a chance to make a Willie Brown joke here, so I won't. I'm growing as a human being. In this hard-hitting interview, Lenny had the chance to go after Harris on her thoughts on who was the actual president, Joe Manchin or Joe Biden. The teeth came out after this question. Kamala's producer stepped in to try and shut everything down and delved out some stage theater that the sound was lost while simultaneously saying the interview was a wrap. Then the awkward truth came out, a.k.a. the lying started. The system that we know needs to be reformed with the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. But, you know, again, Republicans stood in the way to get that done. So what did we do? Well, through the Department of Justice, we banned chokeholds and carotid holes. We said... Who the super... Now, wait a second. Automatically, I've got to get into this, and I have some comments on Kamala's beginning and opening. Republicans stood in the way. What was the line that everyone used against Donald Trump in his first two two years? Oh, I remember. Donald Trump failed to get anything done his first two years, which was not true at all. The difference is the things he did didn't tank our country into hyperinflation and geopolitical atrocities. But what's good for Trump should be good for the dunce. Why are we falling on that sword. You own the House and the Senate. Who cares that you have your own John McCain and Joe Manchin? Your commander-in-chief is supposed to be the great negotiator, remember? I'm not sure what happened to that. And what do you mean you ban chokeholds? That happened within federal agencies. That is a far cry from the 65% of major cities who have already banned chokeholds by following the LAPD reform in 1980. And that was a Republican in office, by the way, Ronald Reagan. You did nothing for local police precincts and sheriffs to overturn their current stance in smaller cities and towns, because unfortunately, these towns have little to no budget to replace or increase their headcount financially. So they use any means necessary to survive in altercations of life and death, including chokeholds and carotid holds. Let's hear what else the vice president had to say. That's going to speak against Joe Manchin. No. I want to know who's the real president of this country. Is it, Bi- is it Joe Biden or Joe Manchin? Uh-oh. I'm sorry. I just want to interrupt, and I'll take the vice president here. It's Simone. I'm so sorry, Charlie. We have to wrap. She, she can she hear, can hear me. <laughs> can you hear me now? Can you hear me, Madam okay, Vice President? Okay, well, I'm sorry. We got to wrap. Oh. So I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. A like T-Mobile commercial. I can hear you. Oh, so who's the I real? So who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden, Madam Vice President? Come on, Charlemagne. I really. Come on. I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell. No, sometimes. no, 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 no. It's Joe Biden, and don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? It's Joe, and it's Joe and it's Joe Biden, and I'm Vice President. And my name is Kamala Harris, and the reality is because. We are in office. We do the things like the child. Is it Kamala or Kamala? It doesn't really matter. Oh, snap. We have to wrap. We have to, we have to cut this off stat. Don't start talking like a Republican. Exactly what does a Republican sound like? Or what, Kamala? Will he lose his access? Will he be canceled? Did you hear the disdain and venom dripping from her parcel tongue mouth? Jeez, she really is a Slytherin after all. 
This is similar to an episode of Jerry Springer. Can you imagine if Pence or Trump did or said anything like that? Well, they did, but the press had field days when they did. I had to dig this up on Comedy Central, and not one major liberal station has it available. Next, she's going to go into talking about things they're going to do, but not necessarily doing them. Listen to the verbiage and these nervous cackles of trying to put coherent sentences together. Tax credit, which is going to reduce black child poverty by 50% on track to do that. We do things. Well, the problem with that, Ms. Harris, is the study assumes that all children are enrolled in the program, and they're not. Left-leaning organizations fail to mention this, but it's been noted that in July that only 720,000 of the approximate 7 million kids that are eligible but not already registered with the IRS were successfully receiving new child tax credits. And that 90% or more of the kids the IRS needed to reach have not been reached successfully. So it's a lofty goal at best. That are about saying that our Department of Justice is going to do these investigations and require that we end chokeholds and have body cameras. It- Wait a second. Didn't we already say that we ended chokeholds? And as far as body cams, most major cities have body cams. But like I said, I thought we had already solved this. I'm not sure where she's coming from talking out of both sides of her mouth. The work of saying we're going to get lead out of pipes and paint because our babies are suffering because of that. It is the work of saying. This is the work of saying. What does that mean? Lead out of pipes and paint? When will we get the lead removed from your posterior? Paint? What is this, 1960? If you're talking about buildings and housing with lead paint, that has been covered over the years and needs retrofitting, how is that the federal government's responsibility? The same goes for city and town water systems. Why not have the EPA actually do something it was designed to do rather than spend the taxpayers' dollars to enforce new regulation, new committees, and new infrastructure spending? Make sure to get lead pencils banned also, Miss Madam Vice President. I'm sure that is important to you as well. People who ride public transit deserve the same kind of dignity that anybody else does. So let's improve that system. Well, I somewhat agree, but not very feasible. Public transit is garbage in the States. You can't bring the cities and suburbs closer together. You can't make people not want to own a car. It is part of the American dream. And we are not as densely populated as Paris, Hong Kong, Tokyo, India, our other leaders in mass transit. The truth is, dignity and public transit do not go hand in hand. Either does flying coach compared to first class. We all know the walk of shame through the first class cabin. You will never, ever change that. And people should aspire for more anyway. Just think with that 1,000 child tax credit that will end poverty everywhere, so to speak. We can all now afford a three-day car payment to Tesla once a year. I guess that should help in the long run. It is the work of saying that we have got to bring down prescription drug costs because folks who have diabetes should not be dying because they don't have enough money in their pocket. It's about saying... The work of saying yet again. Well, if work was actually just saying something, maybe we could all click our heels and wish for insulin to go down. But why on January 30th did President Joe Biden reverse an executive order put into place by Donald Trump to reduce patient costs for insulin and epinephrine? Of course, fact checkers will say it was unfinished policy, but so was the wall. We saw how that worked out. 
How about we pass the right laws for America, no matter who comes up with them? Wouldn't that be nice? Black maternal mortality is a real issue that must be treated by everybody, including the White House, as a serious issue. I hear the... Well... If I'm well, that's a whole nother conversation. How about this? For women who live in rural communities with populations of less than fifty thousand, the US Government Accountability Office reported that the rate is even higher at 0.238 deaths per one thousand deaths, compared to 0.146 in larger metro- metropolitan areas. With almost twenty percent of the US population living in rural areas, this poses a significant risk to many mothers-to-be, a risk health experts agree must be addressed as well. Why is this a white and black issue? The same issues arising in the inner cities are in the rural areas as well. Lack of high-quality health care due to cost. Why not allow private industry to compete with the insurance companies by opening up out-of-state coverage and investment into rural hospitals? flight for life operations, or temporary duty programs and incentives for top obstetricians during the highest demand weeks and months with the highest morbidity. Also, what do you mean the White House has to take it seriously? Did you just tell the truth? You are the White House, lady. But let's not deny the impact that we've had and agree also that there is a whole lot more work to be done and it is not easy to do. But we will not give up, and I will not give up. The truth of the matter is black people did not trust Kamala Harris, and they were wise not to. What happened to Kamala Harris and her presidential bid? Some argued Harris never articulated a clear and consistent message distinguishing her from her competitors. Others believed she irreparably damaged herself by supporting Medicare for All, albeit offering several confusing iterations of the aforementioned which many see as political non-starters. Some said Harris's campaign was simply poorly run. Others opined she was the victim of racially stacked primary decks, of course. Even though Barack Obama surprisingly won Iowa in 2008, Harris struggled to gain support in the small, mostly white state whose African-American population is a whopping 3.8%. All that may be true, but it misses the most important part of the story. It was one thing for Harris to receive little to no support from whites in Iowa. But how could the fact that blacks in South Carolina and beyond weren't excited about her either? And how can that be explained? Indeed, Harris was quick to showcase her racial bona fides early in her candidacy. She is a graduate of Howard University, a legendary, historically black school that has yielded American icons from Thorogood Marshall to Toni Morrison to Chadwick Boseman. She is also a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha, a blue blood black sorority with a socio-political network supposedly so extensive that CNN's Maeve Reston called it Harris's secret weapon. Harris even announced her candidacy on Martin Luther King Jr. Day in 2019. That and her blind side of Joe Biden on his busing record made it clear she was attempting to lure African-American votes by wrapping herself in the cloak of black struggle, real or imagined. It didn't sell. While some members of the self-involved black bourgeois nauseatingly praised her, younger blacks and black progressives were taking deeper, dispassionate dives into Harris's real-world record. They didn't like what they found. Death penalties and lies, to be exact. The death penalty in the U.S. has historically punished black individuals at a disproportionate rate while continuing to widen racial disparities till this day. 
Harris's pitfalls also extend to those deserving of prosecution, which she failed to do. California families suffered financially from Harris's decision to not prosecute the current U.S. Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin at the time for his bank's illegal home foreclosure violations. This decision went against Harris's own staff's recommendations, thereby benefiting only Mnuchin and similar execs while allowing for the continued exploitation of Californians. For years, he and his ilk have systematically exploited homeowners in the state and across the country by foreclosing on vulnerable borrowers' homes. Well aware of the exploitative and unlawful nature of their business, Mnuchin and company were able to continue their abuses of California homeowners, knowing powerful people like Harris would give them a free pass. Amid the U.S. current reckoning with racial injustice, the following strikes me as especially egregious. Daniel Larson is a man originally charged with possession of a concealed weapon and sentenced to 28 years to life, a minimum sentence issued in line with California's three strikes law. After serving 11 years of his sentence, however, Larson was declared wrongfully convicted due to a lack of evidence proving his guilt. Harris opposed this ruling and fought to keep Larson in prison. Why? The petition for his release was not produced in a timely fashion per Harris's office. Even after a court ruled Larson wrongly spent 11 years of his life in prison, Harris worked to keep him locked up on a paperwork technicality. Fortunately, Harris's appeal was eventually denied and Larson was released, but not before serving an additional three years in prison at Harris's behest. Leadership has been penalized and has penalized individuals, often those low-income and minority status, while benefiting the wealthy corporations. This is always the gambit of the left to say that they're on the side of, but they do their own atrocities that they obviously should not be proud of. As the U.S. grapples with its history and the present status of its criminal justice institutions and moves to radical change, the role of law enforcement plays in our communities, a punishment-orientated figure like Kamala Harris is not the leader Democrats need. During Biden's Democratic presidential primary debate with Senator Bernie Sanders in in March of 19, Biden pledged to pick a woman as his vice presidential nominee if he won the Democratic primary. A more concerted effort began for Biden to pick a woman of color, particularly a black woman, gained momentum as the Black Lives Matter movement surged nationwide. Even Senator Amy Klobuchar endorsed the idea by removing herself from consideration in June, stating, I think this is a moment to put a woman of color on the ticket. With the surmounting pressure for Biden to choose a black woman as his running mate, names such as Susan Rice, Val Demings, and Harris rose to the top of the short list. Harris certainly ticked desired identity boxes given her Indian and Jamaican heritage, but her strengths as Biden's running mate did not extend much beyond the color of her skin and the representation this entails, and it's obviously carrying on into her VP status. The irreparable damage Harris has caused to low-income and minority communities far exceeds her symbolic advantages. As Biden chose his running mate, he should have chosen carefully on the basis of experience, character, and policy, and he's lacking some of that himself. With no shortage of qualified women and women of color for Biden to choose from, the task in front of him was not difficult, but again, he mucked it up. Biden's decisions left to his advisors alone to make, just like his entire presidency has from the start. We all know Obama is pulling the strings and Kamala is a favorite of he and Michelle's, even going as far as to cross the demarcation line of all liberals that wokeness trumps all by saying she was the best-looking attorney general in office. Nice going, Obama. 
This was out of character for him. As he always towed the line, you have to wonder if there was something else going on there or coming off. Just wondering. As Biden's announcement drew near, it was my hope that the truth surrounding Harris's past became widely acknowledged in conversation and consequently exposed her as unfit to serve. Harris may have reversed or modified many of her more controversial and conservative stances on criminal justice, but she could never take back the damage that she had done to American families. The Democratic vice presidential nominee was of higher importance this election cycle than ever before, considering that she may have or will become the Democratic Party's de facto leader following a Biden presidency or the 25th Amendment. Biden has suggested he plans to be a one-term president, describing himself as a transition candidate before. And Biden's vice president, therefore, would naturally be next in line to continue his legacy once he leaves office. She's had an observable problem since 2019 and during her presidential campaign, which didn't even make it in the 2020, that the more national audience gets to see her, the less they like her. And this includes Democrats who sent her packing for the presidential field before a single primary vote was cast. Harris should be a star on paper, but there's something about her. The weird laugh that is usually a tick for a lying or deceiving comes to mind. It radiates phoniness, even by politician standards. The left have one thing right. This was all about race and her being a woman. Blaming the citizens of the United States for her failures is not only rich, it's terribly inept. It shows just how out of touch she and the White House is. Her staff even dislikes her. Joe Biden dislikes her. Americans dislike her and wouldn't even give her a tiny percentage of their votes. Lastly, her own party dislikes her. She has as much chance of being president as Hillary Clinton, and in this day and age, it would take former President Donald Trump to run if there would be any chance to make this about the least-like candidate scenario we saw in 2016. But the truth of this is more people dislike her than Trump, because in the end, she has a bad personality, but she also gets nothing done. Trump got it done. The left didn't like his demeanor. And that is the only thing they had in common. But 80 million people stand by President Trump, and currently people are running away from Kamala. And in a world where Americans can agree on absolutely nothing, they sure do agree on their dislike for our vice president. And when both the right and the left are picking up that vibe, that explains how you get to 28% and a hard pass for the nomination for Kamala in 2024. Folks, thank you for watching. Hiccups and all, I do appreciate it. Do me a favor, like, share, and subscribe. If you would also, please reach out to Veteran Crisis Hotline. If any veterans you know are struggling, having problems, PTS, traumatic brain injury, anxiety, depression are all real. 1-800-273-8255, press 1. They're standing by to help you through any crisis. 22 commit suicide a day. It's too many. It's 100% confidential. You will never, ever be charged a thing, and they are there for you. If you are not a veteran, you can still make that phone call. They turn nobody away. It's important to make that call. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate it. 270 will be back on Monday. I'm taking the rest of the evening off. I will see you soon. Thank you so much, dummies. Until next time, we can agree. We can disagree. You can love me. You can hate me. Just don't unfriend me.